to Down City Cash Chicago. When there's an emergency, the last thing you want to worry about is whether an ambulance will show up. But in Chicago, that's a real concern. From long wait times to a small fleet of vehicles, an ambulance shortage has life and death implications. We talk with an investigative reporter who revealed just how bad the problem is. It's Wednesday, October 20th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. If you're ever watching John Oliver's Last Week Tonight and he name drops your city, it's probably not for a good reason. In a segment on ambulance shortages, he directly calls out Chicago. Some big city services are stretched to breaking point too. Take Chicago, where its EMS is operated by the fire department. Both workers and city officials have complained for years that not enough resources have been allocated to EMS, leading to an ambulance shortage. And while the fire department says its fleet meets the needs of residents, a local news investigation found some pretty harrowing stories. Leading that charge was CBS investigative reporter Dana Kozlov. Dana, thank you for joining us. Well, I'm happy to be here. Thanks. Dana, my sister is a firefighter, and when she was going through the academy, she told me that she had to first become basically like an EMT officer. And I was like, why? And she was like, well, Kobe, when people call the ambulance, a lot of them come from the fire department. And that's down in Georgia. Is that the same up here in Chicago? Does CFD send out a, like a great majority of ambulances that you know respond to calls people make? Well, the ambulances are all under the CFD umbrella, right? So okay. ambulances are part of the Chicago Fire Department fleet. So dispatchers dispatch for everything. But I would imagine the dispatcher is the one who says, you know, let's say there's a, a gunshot victim. Then they will decide what needs to go to be sent to that scene. And sometimes, you know, they'll start with, a fire truck that will have EMTs on board, especially if there's not an ambulance available. I would imagine, though, always the first choice would be an ambulance. All right. We're a city of almost 3 million people, 77 community areas, probably closer to 200 individual neighborhoods. How many ambulances would you say CFD has to serve this quite large city? Well, I double checked on that and um, it is still 80. It is 80 ambulances. It's been at that. No, 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 no. That's probably the number down at Soldier Field for like a Bears game, right? How many does the entire city have, Dana? Let's let's get that number one more time. Eighty ambulances. Okay, that's pretty. That's pretty sad. Eighty ambulances. Yes, for the entire Chicago Fire Department, and I double checked on that figure this morning. It is still at eighty, and um, you call it sad. The Chicago Fire Department spokesperson might say it's sufficient. Well, let me ask you that. Based on your reporting, based on the people you talk to, is that a lot? Because I'm comparing 80 to 3 million people. So I don't have the metrics to know if that's good or bad, right? I'm over here using my bias. So Dana, based on your information, is that a lot? Well, I mean, let's look at let's look at the data, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, our data has found repeatedly over the years that there is a very concern, big concern about response times. As far as I understand it, the concern is ongoing. It's not like in the last year since I've done that story, the response times, especially in certain neighborhoods where there is are a large number of EMS calls daily, that those response times have greatly improved. So if you're talking response times of seven, eight minutes, sometimes 15, 16 minutes, et cetera, people 
who do this job will say, no, that's that means there's not enough ambulances. You know, we've had 911 calls um, where we've heard people say there isn't an ambulance, period. There isn't. So then the, you know, direct conclusion from that would be, arguably, no, there's not enough ambulances in the city. And there have been talk of adding more to the fleet, but it still sits at 80 and it's been at 80 now for several years. When you were doing your reporting on, when your investigative reporting came out last year about the shortage of ambulances, did you get a sense of how far back this problem goes? Oh, well, that, you know what? That's a very good question and something very important to point out. I picked up that subject after my colleague Pam Zekman um, left the station. She has been reporting on this issue of ambulance shortages in Chicago for years. We're talking about a decade, give or take. Now, it's also important to point out that it depends on who you speak to. You have some members of the firefighters union who who say, yes, you know, we have issues waiting for ambulances and thereby the inference being there's a shortage. They're very careful sometimes with language, language depending on who you speak to. Then you also have a lot of um, EMTs and paramedics who believe 100% there's a shortage and have believed that and feel that very strongly. But in my last correspondence with the Chicago Fire Department spokespeople, they will tell you, we do not have an ambulance shortage. So that's something that's important to bring up here because, you know, it's good to be fair, but also it very much depends on who you speak to. No, I appreciate you pointing that out, though, because like you said, the, the argument isn't consistent. I saw in one video, a man said, I've been arguing about this for 45 years and I'm about to retire. So depending on who you ask, you'll get a different timeline. Yeah, I mean, that was Patrick Fitzmorris, who's now, um, he was a field chief and he's now retired. And he retired shortly after I talked to him for this last story. But exactly that, he's he's been making noise about the issue for decades. But the actual reporting on this issue goes back, like I said, give or take a, a decade. But very little has changed. Your investigative reporting last year started with a whistleblower tipping you off. What did you hear from that person as you as you started to look into things? What what was their their breaking point? I think it was just well, it was decades of work in the field, but it was it was response times. It was um, res- it was response times uh, being unacceptable. Like I said, you know, often over six seven minutes. It was the sheer number of calls and the, you know, paramedics not being able, I mean, just constantly running, constantly running. And of course, the concern here is some folks, including folks within the fire department, the spokespeople will say, well, you don't always need an ambulance. But the bottom line is, if somebody needs to be transported, you need an ambulance, right? The truck can't transport somebody. So I think the breaking point, it was a cumulative breaking point. And it was just the you know, the sheer volume of calls in certain areas, the rising or long response times, and just the toll it takes on those uh, fire or paramedics rather in the in the ambulances. It's, you know, tiring and exhausting to them, they say. When people are calling the ambulance more times than not, this is a time sensitive, uh, serious situation. Have there been deadly consequences for these lacks, uh, like the, for this kind of response time failure? Well, our reporting has shown the answer to that is yes. Um, there is a woman who was um, on her 
well, she died on her front steps. She she bled out. Uh, her family, you know, called nine one one several times, screaming for an ambulance, and it just didn't get there in time. And she died before the ambulance arrived. And that's one example. My colleague Pam Zekman um, had profiled, I think, a couple other cases that. I'm not sure if they resulted in death, but yeah, there's absolutely there's been at least one. Yeah, and that was Tina Williams, um, who in CBS spoke with her family in the last couple of years. Correct. The mayor at one point says she believed in the new CFD contract that there would be new ambulances. When that contract came out, how many were added to the fleet? None. Did the mayor say why? Well, we never got a direct answer. It was it was really a well. It could still happen in the future, and the other side of that coin was well, we added the we added five ambulances several years ago, and so yeah, back in twenty eighteen, I believe, right? Right. So it's it was a lot of sort of well, we did it. Well, there were new ambulances. Well, okay, let's talk moving forward. Well, there might be new ambulances. So we never really got a a hard answer on why only those five and why not more? And of course, you know, you're going to hear the, it, the, the expense inv- involved. And when I talked to uh, the former field chief, Patrick Fitzmorris, you know, he was saying his take on it is, well, you'd have to, you know, what is the expression, Rob Peter to pay Paul, right? You'd have to take money from somewhere else. And that's the priority isn't there. Whether that is true, I'm, I don't know, because the CFD spokespeople will tell you, the number of ambulances in the fleet is sufficient. So no direct answer. No direct answer on why no more and if there will ever be any more. So I had a look at this report from the Office of the Inspector General, and I learned a lot. For one, over 80% of 911 calls are for EMS, so for medical help reasons. Also looks like the goal is to hit the national standard for response time, which is about six minutes. Were there any bright spots in the OIG report that I might have missed? No, not there were when I read the summary, et cetera, there were no bright spots. And really the big concern was was that CFD had not taken any, I don't want to say significant steps, but needed steps or took very few needed steps to track response times. That they they still hadn't come up with um, the measures needed to be put in place to actually track response times and be able to give accurate data in general. So uh, they haven't taken those steps that an OIG report suggested they do when it comes to the analytics and putting the analytics and data in place to track the overall response picture. Yeah, I think it was about eight years ago The the document said that they haven't implemented changes that were prescribed back in 2013. Yeah, 2013, you're right. And it wasn't even changes. It was about just putting mechanisms in place to track it, to determine whether changes need to, to be made. To at least know what the full problem is. Right, yeah. right. So do you believe with this sort of scathing report that we're going to see any change moving forward? What do you think is next for Chicago's ambulances? You know, this is something that our station has pushed on for years now, as we discussed, and I don't hear any buzz right now um, or any big push right now to 
really fight for additional ambulances. Now, I don't know that that doesn't mean those discussions aren't taking place behind doors. It's something certainly worth following or asking again. Um, but I think with the, the financial situation in the city, without a large vocal reporting the issue aside, without a large vocal group making noise consistently, I don't know that we're going to necessarily see the number of ambulances in the fleet change anytime soon. Dana, I've been following your work for a very long time. It is such a privilege and an honor for you to take time out of your day to talk with us here at CityCast Chicago. Thank you so much for joining us on CityCast. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're very kind. And it was my pleasure. We are out of ambulances. That is just not something you want to hear. I think we all know when you call an ambulance, you want it to show up like that. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. Public Health Commission Dr. Allison Arwoody says the city is averaging almost 290 new COVID cases a day. She says the indoor mask mandate is likely to remain in place until Thanksgiving, or at least until the city drops below 200 cases. Residents in the south suburban village of Dixmore have been dealing with very low water pressure or no water at all since last weekend after pipe damage in nearby Harvey. But according to reports, these temporary stoppages have been happening for at least the last two years. Subscribe to our daily newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm to learn more. And some good news to get you through. The Bulls open this season tonight in Detroit against the Pistons. I'm both cautiously optimistic and foolishly excited about this season because, I mean, we got busy in the offseason and Ball, DeRozan, and even Caruso. So I think we got a good shot of snapping that four-year playoff drought. We just need a little Chicago Sky magic. You feel me? Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. See, I was just fishing and you just grabbed it and you hooked right on, Dana.